4th of July, that means it's time for our annual rewatch of America's greatest cycling film, American Flyers. Well, the world's greatest cycling film. Yeah, I was trying to really yeah. lean into the 4th of July spirit of this podcast. People really zooming in for that uh, for, uh, Tour de France coverage. And here we are just going to slay them with the American classic, uh-huh. American Flyers. Well, Tim, I mean, you couldn't have nailed it. Uh, any better this is our annual episode happens once per year every year for as long as we've been doing this podcast um where we rewatch the classic film american flyers and revisit our thoughts um revisit our feelings and really explore the space um of this uh i would say you know monumental film yes uh in 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 the cycling lexicon in uh worldwide yeah unfortunately the imdb rating um of this movie is only Uh uh, 6.5 out of 10 um i am gonna check right now live how it rates on rotten tomatoes Um, okay also 67 percent on rotten tomatoes what was the Uh, fan reaction there on rotten tomatoes because i think last year it was 50 50 i want to see if our podcast has helped change that at all it's it's up to 60%. So hey, we are we're slowly climbing. We're positively um, influencing the the charts. Yeah, so everyone should go to Rotten Tomatoes and just <laughs> uptick up up count that score. Uh, let's get this trending. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Now, two of us love this film. One of us just avoids it like the plague because I, I watch it multiple times per year. Yeah. Whereas multiple. Um, yeah, this year this year was 3. Wow. Um it's one of the few films that I have purchased on my Amazon Prime account. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, what? I got to say, when I, when I put the movie on, mm-hmm. it kind of just ends all conversation for the night. It's kind of like, all right, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to bed. I'm not watching this, is right. what my much better half, Sarah, will right. say. Or right. it will be along the lines of, oh, not this again. Um, yeah, and I'm okay with that. that, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's the, so it's when you great, really, when you it's really need to the... shut a conversation down, yeah, you just yeah. put on the old American flyers. Oh, you want to talk about five twenty nine plans? Sorry. I got to watch Marcus Summers crushing uh-huh. it out of the hell of the West. Um, uh-huh. I, I go into the Tim cave. Um, it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. So many great things. The jerseys are great. Save the shaver sports one. I mean, the Russians with the ping pong ball helmet aren't even the bad guys. Somehow, the Russians aren't the bad guys. No. No. The bad guys are Barry Muzzin. Amazing. All-timer. When he first shows up, he's wearing gloves. Bike gloves. So, Tim, last year, (laughs) uh, you spent a lot of time on the the episode of the Sunday Stroll talking about Barry Muzzin and... How he's one of the greatest characters written in film. Yes. I am curious <laughs> if you've had some time to do some self-reflection uh, on that stance, because no. rewatching Elevate. this film, he's I'm such not a horrible sure person. <laughs> that there are any redeeming qualities about this guy at all. He doesn't there's, like, he's not like a, 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 an antagonist in a normal movie where he's bad. And then somehow he turns a new leaf by the end. This guy does not, he does not no. do that. He no. physically assaults riders going down the side of a mountain. Well, he, 
Yeah. He yep, he is ridiculously misogynistic to reporters doing their job. Yeah. He he bullies his teammates. <laughs> the opening scene, like I said, he comes out in the gloves. There's only one teammate on the seven the fact that seven eleven let this guy exist in their world wearing their kit it's weird. is ridiculous. I know we've talked about it before, but it that's a that that's a massive one. But this guy, what a horrible villain. And he continues in my eyes to get pretty darn close to winning the film. Interesting. All right. He's yeah. that bad. Um He's good. This sort of ties into some uh, quick facts about the movie that I pulled up um, mm-hmm. that I want to hit you guys with and see if you guys knew this. Um, we'll start off with Barry Muzzin. This is kind of a softball. I think you guys know this one, but uh, Barry Muzzin's nickname, the, the villain in the movie, his nickname's The Cannibal. Yeah. The Cannibal was also the nickname of a real-life five-time Tour de France champion, Eddie Merckx, who also appears in the film. Were you guys aware of this? Yeah. Yeah. So, quick question: Do you think they actually filmed that scene for the film, or is that just file footage from the actual Coors stage race? Certainly and file footage. That's yeah. That's B. That's now, B-roll from that. It, yeah. it also, it's B-roll. Is Eddie Merckx? The quick question: He doesn't look too comfortable with that starter pistol. He actually flinches before well, he pulls the trigger. You've talked about this in the past, and I don't want to rehash uh, things that we've discussed <laughs> over the dozens of episodes of Sunday Stroll in the past. True, true. I want to get into some right. new territory okay. now. Yeah. Did you guys realize that Sorry. in the credits for this movie, they do credit Eddie Merckx, E-D-D-I-E, Merckx, which is not the correct spelling of Eddie Merckx. Really? It goes by E-D-D-Y. Yeah. How do you get the biggest star in cycling to be in your cycling movie and then miscredit them in well, the that's credits? Easy. He because doesn't you, know he's in the movie. Yeah, he doesn't know. They bought that B-roll from, like, from Getty Images, and that was how they got it. That's how they got around it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to so pay him a, a, you, a, a fee at all. <laughs> do you think that that's the... Do you think Eddie Merckx... Is now it like you know how there's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Is there are six uh, degrees of Kevin Costner? It marks as the link to all professional cyclists. Oh, certainly, definitely. Yeah, you could yeah. get two, pretty much two, uh, two degrees there for any any living cyclist, I would assume. Now here's another one, another Eddie fact, but a different Eddie. Uh, naming the dog Eddie. Yeah. In the uh, training sequence with the dog, is this fact says possibly. An inside reference to Eddie B, who became the U.S. National Cycling Federation's first full-time coach in 1978. Uh, he was respo- <laughs> it was responsible for America's rise yes. to cycling prominence, starting with the 1984 Olympics. Uh-huh. I Why? would say Why was left that? out a couple of facts <laughs> in here, but um, how do you guys feel about the dog, Eddie, who is a, a, an amazing character in the film and now- uh, a great plot point? Being named after Eddie B. Is it is that supposed to be because Eddie B was uh, a big barker? Was he a sort of coach that just yelled at his Maybe. charges and and you know take the blood bag, take the blood bag sort of thing? Possibly. All right. No, no, no. He's uh, yeah, tough love. Huh. I don't know. That's a weird. Why? 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 Why not some other Eddie? I feel like it's a dog that shows up in the movie for five minutes. You could say it's named after anyone named Eddie. Like the I guy just that worked. I assumed at... it was Eddie Merckx. Yeah. I guess they they need to throw Eddie B a bone, so they <laughs> said that. Now, huh. Here's here's a here's another no brainer. Um, 
Tim, this might be probably, I think, one of your favorite training scenes, maybe little guys as well, uh, in the movie. Um, the shake and break wheel sucker scene yeah. mm-hmm. with the horses Great. running alongside. Uh-huh. Uh, Love they it. race, race the cowboys it. when they're training in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the cowboys were told to hold back because the director wanted the cyclists to beat them. Uh, surprising news. <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> because if i i read this fact and then watched well, the movie after the I, horses catch up very quickly and then don't pass yeah the and this also this is the scene this is the scene where we see that he's he's riding his bike in basically <laughs> the shoes he uses to mow his lawn yeah, he's not uh, clipped yeah. in he's not even there's no toe cages at this point no um, even though that's in the opening scene but not surprised at all by that, Spencer. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a good trivia question for you. Okay. On this. All right. Um, were you aware that legendary rock and roll guitarist and member of the Soprano family, Stephen Van Zant, gets a cameo in American Flyers? He's a listed as oh. a cyclist. Really? Um, Interesting. In this. I cannot find him there, so maybe one of our listeners can uh, chase that one, but credited as a cyclist. Mm. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. So I've got uh, two more facts I want to go through real quick. Um, okay. This one is the most conspiracy theory one that I have found. It's very interesting. Uh, I did not pick up on this in any of my dozens of watchings of this film, but at the end of the third stage of The Hell of the West, when Davy needs to beat... Um, mm-hmm. a muzzin by 11 seconds because Mar- he took all the 30 second time yeah. bonuses. Marcus right. is timing this on his like Casio stopwatch <laughs> on, on his wrist. Yeah. Um, yeah. and when it, when Davey crosses the line, he hits the stop button on the stopwatch, it reads 11.34 seconds. Now, Gen Z might not know this, but all of us, uh, Gen X and millennials and all this who who had to use pagers and cell phones back in the day, will know that if you turn the numbers 1134 upside down, it says hell. As a, oh. as a slight reference to hell of the <laughs> oh, West. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well done. Wow, who wow. came up with that one? I don't know. That's a really but, uh, That yeah. is an extremely subtle... And this is why this is a, a masterpiece of, of cinematography. Oh, my goodness. That's, I, I didn't see anything like that in Breaking Way. That's all I'm saying, guys. So Okay. That's good. That's a good fact. That's a really wow. good fact. Now, I'm, I'm convinced this is going to pivot the conversation into something Tim wants to talk about. Um, so we could call this fact uh, a segue Sam corner. Um, but specifically for Little Guy... Um, the actress Alexandra Paul, who plays Becky, uh, who's the hitchhiker, yeah, um, who is famously vegan, uh, and then goes for the McDonald's, and that's how she runs into these bike racing crew uh, when she's ordering a quarter pounder. In real life, she's a vegan. Oh really? All right, cool. <laughs> Do you think it was the sesame seeds when little guy made his cameo? That got a possibly yeah. packed with nutrition. Little known fact, little guy does have a cameo in uh, yeah. in American Flyers. I, they aged me with the aging makeup because I was only uh-huh. f- four when the movie was made. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, 
So I've got, um, here's one that I have uh, for you. So I, I mean, the movie is so realistic in almost everything that it does, um, especially the bike racing scenes. Now, while the rules may be a little bit outside of contention, I would argue that the racing, the actual racing in American Flyers is mo- the most realistic representation in, in cinema. <laughs> Of, of, of this. people bring up the triplets of Belleville doesn't look real people bring up American uh, what, what's that other crappy movie about the Indiana bike race or whatever it forgetful movie that everyone talks <laughs> oh, about. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not even real because they go down into the small ring whatever I forgot the name of that movie um, there are two people credited as cycling coordinator on this okay. um, El- Elmer Armstrong and a gentleman named John Chapman and I did do a dive for about 20 minutes before I came in here. I cannot find anything on Elmer Armstrong right away, but John, there is a John Chapman that was inducted into the U.S. Cycling Hall of Fame in 1993. Okay. Um, and he's, it, it still just doesn't check out because there's a John Chapman named the Georgia Cyclone that set the five-mile tandem record in 1901 it's just the, the timing it just can't be but maybe it's a son or something but he was the general manager of madison square garden and the whole like madison bike racing which is why he got inducted so <laughs> i think it's maybe probably a different there. one maybe yeah. there's some lineage yeah. there but um, yeah, i'll have to figure it out okay okay i'll keep it's, digging it's interesting that you were digging through the credits uh and in, in those um dirty details there tim because i also noticed something interesting in the credits um oh they have a listed bicycle trainer in the credits. And the bicycle trainer <laughs> is uh, John is Garber. It? Now, it should... <laughs> John Garber no. may sound familiar to you because he also plays Belov, the Russian, Sergei oh, Belov, in nice. this movie. He is one of the stars of the movie, is listed oh. as the bicycle trainer. He's sandbagging him. It's ah. incredible because apparently he is the most fit. He looks watching oh, yeah. the film. He's ripped. He, he's cut. Uh, like the East German and the Russian medical programs that we learned but, about. But also Rocky. easily the worst form I've ever seen on a bicycle. <laughs> uh, also from Belov. So that's, that's I'm he's not a good actor. sure what's going on here. That's acting, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, he he actually had the smoothest pedal stroke. When they'd say cut, he was just he was just just go, he looked like Indurin on the bike. He just yeah. was so smooth and powerful. And then they 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 click that little take thing and boom. Yeah, all over the yeah, place. When they when they said action, he was like, I gotta be rigid and stiff and disruptive yeah, as possible. That's interesting because yeah, he knows that's how the Russians are. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> John uh, John Garber might be the most interesting person in this movie um, because he was also in Short Circuit. Ooh. He was also in War Games. Uh-huh. Yeah, Which and he is was the same also director. Yeah. an uncredited uh, role in Dirty Harry. <laughs> it's a good career. This this guy gets around. Yeah, it's a, you know what? Good for him. Did a pretty good job. Um. So I don't know uh, if you, if either of you have already gone on Rotten Tomatoes and, and given it five stars, but let's not forget. Oh, I, I, I should do that. Yeah. I have. You gotta get this thing above sixty percent. Next year, next year we're shooting for sixty three. Um, All right. 
I got a question for you. Oh. Um, Davy Summers. Right. Ripped yeah. from the streets of St. Louis. Almost kidnapped by an older brother. Beautiful St. Louis. Beautiful. You know what? The worst part of the movie is 12 minutes in when we say goodbye to St. Louis. Um, but we, uh, it's ripped from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And somehow in the matter of weeks is entering into a professional bike race. Talked mm-hmm. about it before. Mm-hmm. A, ri- a, medio- a mediocric rise. Yes. That has never been seen before. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what team do the Summers brothers race for in 2023? Um, so if you transport them to the world Ooh. tour, who takes okay. the risk on a little known um, little brother of a yeah. of a washed up rider has been that loses in the decisive moments and oh. has... I think clear this is medical like, conditional issues. This is clear. This is so who do, clear. Who, who there's, they go there's, there's literally only one team, and especially the American Connection. Dude's on. They're on EF in like a heartbeat. Vodders oh is, wow! Vodders is oh, listening wow. to That's this right now, thinking. and he's wow. he's trying to figure out how to build a time machine to go sign these guys so to the team. Vodders, okay. Vodders is on like so. He Vodders saw the cowboy hat right away. He's like, "Ooh, you can ride with Lachlan Martin." Yeah. It's like Oh, these guys uh, got so much crossover potential. Like you know they'd be I, they'd be at the gravel races, they'd be uh-huh. doing mountain bike races. Uh-huh. I mean uh-huh. these guys were made f- if if this movie I was had, made now, they would be doing unbound. I had a completely different 100%. but yet so similar thought, little guy, that I can't believe we didn't have didn't come to the same conclusion because I also thought, you know, the American connection, all this stuff, but it's for me is Trek Segafredo. Yeah. Because out of Wisconsin, mm-hmm. American team. Yep. And famously hired uh, Vincenzo Nibali, washed up uh, <laughs> former champion with his younger brother, uh, Antonio uh, Nibali as washed well, up. who was up and coming, didn't really do anything, didn't quite make the impact Davey did, but it shows that they're willing to hire the younger brother as well. Um, to satisfy the older brother, I might have to defend Nibali. Just, I might have to go do a little searching here and look at his <laughs> results from 2020, 2021. Because uh-huh. I think uh-huh. I, I agree he didn't win a grand tour for them, but uh, I wouldn't say uh, washed up. I think Nibali maybe pulled 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 some some um, wins there. I, if I was going to be the arbiter here, I do think that the crossover potential of the summers to uh-huh. education first, particularly the younger one, makes the most sense. I do query if Vodders would want to be challenged by someone with such impeccable style as uh, Marcus Summers uh, oh. in this movie. The mustache, the pleated khakis. Stage? Uh, just- okay. So when when he shows up to uh, their apartment in St. Louis uh, yeah. to bring Davey into the he looks like a clown. He's wearing like a teal uh, <laughs> he suit. Yeah. He looks terrible. Uh when he's make- on campus in Wisconsin at Wisconsin State University, um, he also looks like a clown with a polo shirt and some khakis. That's now, amazing. when he's in Colorado and he, he suffers his incident in stage two and does not start stage three, spoiler alert, <laughs> he's on the sidelines looking resplendent. It's like, did the costume person not show up? Is that what you're wondering? He's, like, he looks incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they let Kevin Costner do whatever he wanted and then just put a cowboy hat on him afterwards? Like, is amazing. It's oh, such a such a 
great film. I both both make sense. Um, Vodders, we know you're listening to this, or we'll make you listen. Let us know if you would <laughs> offer a contract to Davy Summers with the contingency that you have to take <laughs> the 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 medically prone. Um, I mean, here's the here's the real question, Vodders. Who has a higher VO2 max, Michael Woods? Um, or Davey Summers, because I mean, Davey Summers wins the test at the Jackie Robinson Sports Institute mm-hmm. on the campus of Wisconsin State University. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you guys bigger think? Coup, uh, oh, go ahead, Tim. Bigger coup, specialized sponsoring a movie uh-huh. that conceivably takes place twenty miles from the doorstep of little-known cycling brand Trek, uh-huh. or that Marcus Summers has the support of Sarah, the greatest mechanic in the history of professional bike racing with that wheel change. Who comes I, out? I ahead? think, I think I got to go with Sarah on the team as the biggest <laughs> coup um, because nobody had a chance. No other team, if they suffered a mechanical was getting that kind of service in the film in one take. She did this as well. <laughs> First take, it's 10 seconds. You can time it in the film. It's 10 second wheel change. They can't do that today. Roglic, oh, no. if he if if he gets a uh a flat at the tour, at the Giro, whatever, he's waiting at least 20, 30 seconds for that wheel change and trying to chase back on. It's not happening. Uh she crushed it. Not it's, only being in the right spot in the caravan, but like being alert and aware and getting it done. It's it's next level. Little guy, what do you think? Well, I agree. The the wheel changes, I mean, obviously, I hate through axles. Quick release, bring them back, rim brakes. It's faster and, and they're better Certainly. than movie. I, I just did a little quick research here because we were talking about the Costner uh you know, could could Vodders live with that mustache? I just went through <laughs> Magnus Court's old uh-huh. uh, rider photos. Uh-huh. Pre-moving uh-huh. to EF, no mustache. Right as he got on EF, starts growing that mustache out. Then the winds really start coming. I mean, he had some winds before, but I think Vodders probably watched American Flyers, saw how good Costner was with the mustache. Magnus Court could play the role of Costner if we needed Ooh. to cast a pro cyclist. In this, uh, he's got the look, he's got the mustache. He could, he could certainly be the stunt double. He's got the results. And so I'm, I'm saying Vodders could live with it because he got Court on the team and he was he allowed Court to look this good. Uh, Show him up. So, Man, that is a good, that is some strong research there, little guy. I appreciate also, that. Also, Magnus Court without a mustache looks like a baby. I've, I'd never seen the, the previous pictures. <laughs> he looks like a, a little teeny baby. So... I've got some uh, one one line reviews for us before we get into our annual revo- review uh, re- awards. Okay. All right. Um, Roger e- Roger Ebert. Do you think oh. you liked it or do you think he hated it? He f- he loved it. How could you not? Yeah, okay. I think he loved it. I think he loved it. Two well, thumbs he gave up. It, he gave it two point five out of four stars. Okay, not great. Hey, um, and that's about four, fifty. It, that, <laughs> The takeout, so the, the lead, American Flyers is shaky at the core because it tries to tap dance around its own central issues. Mm-hmm. Which is... Dancing on the pedal. It's Dances basically on the just pedal. a softcore porn movie. 
it, it may be that. Although Ebert was probably into that a little bit if you look at uh, um, his own directorial uh, debuts. But I would say that uh, the core issue here is that there's this whole underlying current of the famil- the family relationship. Sure, um, yeah. And that's uh, that's one. So, so that's Roger Ebert. Uh, the New York Times uh, review from Vincent Camby, uh, two out of five stars. The performances <laughs> aren't bad, but they aren't good enough to give the film the heft it doesn't otherwise have. All right, yeah, whatever. Um, but let's go to... Uh, that's, let's go to that's, Ver- that's a review I'd expect from a non-cycling fan. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't get it. Let's go to uh, Variety. Okay. Unfortunately, right. so this, this is what they write. This is the takeout. Unfortunately, overblown production just pumps hot air in too many directions and comes up limp. Ooh. Well, clearly they are not watching Marcus Summers on that frame pump before they go for a ride with Eddie. Just clearly doesn't, he, doesn't even own a floor pump. This is a guy that's <laughs> like an Olympic racer, alternate on the team, and he's got a frame pump. Or at his house. Do, you, do you think that this reviewer was so astute that that is a shot at the motto of the Jackie Robinson uh, sports training center at Wisconsin state university oh. that in Latin allegedly says, uh, if you, when you get it up, keep it up. Oh, you mean rest firma <laughs> mistrica nesit? Yeah. So, so this gentleman is where my proposal, I know it's been a while since we've done merch. Okay. But oh the ring, God. the ringer T uh-huh. that the members of the staff and family of the Jackie Robinson Sports Institute on the esteemed <laughs> campus of Wisconsin State University. <laughs> Having rest firma, Mr. K, Nesset, meaning once you've got it up, keep it up. <laughs> I think we need to put that on a shirt. It's clearly a, a reference to like a, a bench press, you know, once you get the weight up, <laughs> oh, you know. Sure. Especially yeah, in just this leave movie. it up. Don't do any more. <laughs> Don't do um, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Rack that thing so, back up. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, that. too. <laughs> uh, too. All right. All right. I'll, I'll go back to the drawing board for next year. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure that um, we need to be like the staff and members uh, of this very horny movie. So I got a uh, question for you. Every okay. year we, we do a podium of who wins the film. Uh-huh. You guys, for the last few years, Sarah um, has... And absolutely walk away because, again, that wheel change, the knowledge, the expertise, the steals the film, really. Uh Uh Uh, Best team player. Um, Yeah. So, Tim, you're. uh, I don't remember the dozens of episodes that we've done over this, but I will say two years ago, uh, our, our podium was Sarah, Becky, and Eddie the dog. Eddie the dog. Yep. And then then last year, Sarah retained the top spot. Yep. You nominated Barry for second, Barry Muzzin. Mm -hmm. It wasn't really seconded by either of us, but there was no counter offer. But it was Becky. We we left it at Becky last year, I felt. For second? I I felt, and then I had Muzzin on the. the, You had Muzzin for third. Yep. Right next to the, uh, the championship belt holder, I've got the. Okay. Oh, good. The Sunday Stroho podium. So we have the official record. All right. So if if Becky retained and then Barry was third, knocking down Eddie the dog, I know I had also floated uh, uh, their um, the summer Mrs. Summers the mom. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
But I know that wasn't an official uh, thing. Now, I'm excited to get into this this year because I am curious if if your tune has changed on Barry, uh, if Little Guy can come up with a defense for Becky. Uh, but I want to <laughs> drop just two two more nuggets that I found of okay. information before that I think will inform this decision. All right. Okay. So doing some research around this movie, which is the most research I've ever done for any episode of, of the slow ride <laughs> podcast or the Sunday stroll. This, this people perpetuity. is fact. This is a hundred percent fact. Yeah. So I came across an article in bicycling magazine Ooh. from 2016, uh, written by Caitlin Giddings. Um, and it's recounting a reunion of sorts of three of the actors from American Flyers that happened at Interbike in 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, this was uh, the actress who played Sarah, the actress who played Becky, and the actor who played Barry Muzzin, all so there Luca, at Interbike. Luca Berkovici for Muzzin, Ray Don Chong for Sarah, and mm-hmm. Alexandra Paul. Yes, correct. So uh, in this article, there are a couple of amazing nuggets. Um, uh, Luca Bervacochi, Barry Muzzin, said he was not a cyclist before filming his role as Barry Muzzin. Huge surprise. Yeah, huge surprise. But fell in love with this sport after undergoing intensive training for the role and... uh, uh, he, his quote is, I had no idea what I was getting into when I first started training, but found out I was a good climber. And for years after that, I rode everywhere in LA and lived on my bike. Oh, nice. Pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, awesome. Maybe step up the podium. Now, Alexandra Paul mm-hmm. went on to a career to star in Baywatch from 1992 to 1997. I did not know this. Uh, that's an incredible stat says her only regret from the movie is that she and Chong didn't get to ride bikes in the film. She is now an Ironman triathlete and health coach in addition to acting and being vegan. Yeah. So (laughs) I just want to throw those out there. Yeah. Um, and then we can have this discussion on who actually, like, who should be on the podium for this movie as the greatest contributors, because uh, I think uh, this the, could um, mix some things up. Bicycles Let's go to change the start. lives. It's amazing. So I do think we need to stop. Start at the the top step. Are we unanimous that Sarah continues <laughs> to crush this entire film? I think so. Keeping um, the family together. Mm-hmm. She saves Marcus Summers' life from falling off the side of a mountain by somehow driving 50 miles an hour and, and grabbing him. Uh, the I, wheel I change will, goes down in legacy. I mean, this is like the I, like I will say, handedly. this article, this same article in Bicycling Magazine does mention the wheel change. And uh, Alexandra Paul says that she and Chong had to practice the wheel change. And whoever was the fastest to complete it would be the one who did it in the movie. So, uh, obviously, uh, Chong crushed her and then changed she it in the first take. And Everybody. Yeah. I and couldn't it, do it it's, that fast. It's, a, it's one of the most memorable scenes in the movie and maybe in cycling cinema at all. So, uh, earned it that saves, spot and continues to earn that number one spot, I think, to this day. 
he won a stage because of her. Certainly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, so that that's okay. locked in. Okay. What do you locked, what are you right. proposing for number two? Is is Becky still in it? Uh, little guy, you didn't come to her defense last year when her her podium spot was. Threatened. I think I did. Ah, I, uh, I, I have uh, run back the tape, and I, it was I, uh, <laughs> a little sad. My my, I think I've this is my standard reason why Becky should be on the podium is that uh, a day before, basically. <laughs> Uh, working as support staff on the biggest race in the United States, she was just a hippie walking down the road. And then yeah. a day later, she's driving uh, a van in the caravan. She's assisting with wheel changes. <laughs> she's uh-huh. instantly one of the best sonniers in the business. And <laughs> so she did, she couldn't do the fastest wheel change ever, which uh, goes without saying, uh, Sarah at this point in the film, it had years of practice of, uh, of that's true. Uh, that's true. doing those weird changes. So like the fact that Becky is only the second best Sonia in the world, uh, holds nothing against her. She's obviously the fastest learner in the biz. All right. I mean, I buy it. She understands the importance of nutrition. Sometimes you guy. need a, 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 a seed bar. Sometimes you might need a burger, you know, and she, she called she BS on the crystal. She did call BS on the crystal. Well, see, that's uh, where I pick my balls with her. She, little guy, she is a, a health coach in real life. Um, given the opportunity, would you uh, sit down for a coaching session with Becky? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, I've done so many coaching ses- sessions in my day. Um, uh, yeah, sure. You know, I probably need to get on a program again. <laughs> I, I think so. Maybe uh, her and Eddie the dog can help you out with that program. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have a nomination for second, Spencer? I I like Becky in second, um, but I do have another proposal that I, has not been mentioned uh, in the long history of this uh, Sunday Stroll podcast. Um, because I think a sleeper star, up and comer, it it should probably be Beloff um, doing the research into the bicycle training and and all that stuff, but it's not. Um, but I, w- I would listen to an argument for that. I want to argue that Jerome needs uh, a spot yeah. on the podium because he's a little bit of comic uh, relief, um, a little bit of uh, words of wisdom to keep Barry in line. A seminal teammate um, does the work when asked by the team leader. Um, he's the road captain. He gets things done and has what I think should we should work into this podcast somehow. Um, maybe one of the greatest lines in the movie. Uh, I'm thinking maybe the outro, maybe the intro for us. I don't know. Um, but uh, when when Sarah threatens to hit Barry with the rock when she's changing a, a tire on the van, um, Jerome steps between them and says, <laughs> I'm Jerome, you're the cannibal, and that's a big rock. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and it's it's just, it's such a good part of the movie. And he continues to show up and just get the get the work done and make sure uh, everything happens for that Team 7-Eleven, who has to be the biggest team in America, maybe one of the bigger ones in the world um, at the time. So yeah. I think he, I think he so, deserves a little more respect. So Jerome, I, the, the actor that yeah. played Jerome, Jerome, Robert Townsend, um, yeah. actually pretty, pretty accomplished. Like was the director for Eddie Murphy's raw. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Had a couple of looking in the credits here. Yeah, like Spencer, I I, I like how when he gets like out of the van, he's got the one glove on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like I don't even get it. Fashionable. Um, he I, does I rock the, that. So, the hairnet as well, which I know you love. Yes, yes. I would. I think Becky can retain at second, but I, I'm more than willing to. Yeah, uh, get uh, uh, Jerome his uh, rightful due here on that third step of the podium. Um, this would be yet another year where neither of the Summers brothers make it, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. or any you know. But yeah, I'm all right with it. We'll go with Jerome in the uh, third spot. Okay, I like it. we're elevating awesome. the unsung heroes of cycling here in this movie. Right, so. uh, and- well, gentlemen. Once you've got it up, you got to keep it up. And I think we did again for yet another Sunday stroll. <laughs> Is there uh, anything else that you guys want to uh, get across, or should it wait till next 4th of July? I think we uh, have to wait till next year, for me at least. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I need to, I need to uh, internalize all of what we've talked about today and really, really sit with it and think about it and see how I feel again next year as we revisit uh, this classic film. Um, so we definitely need our listeners head over to Rotten Tomatoes, bump up that score, leave a review <laughs> on the page, go to the yeah. audience review. It's super easy. I've left a couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, folks, uh-huh. you could be doing this every morning, uh, yeah. for the cup of coffee, uh, you jump on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You do a, a review real quick. Uh, really it's, help us a, out. it's a classic. We'd like to give a shout out to uh, Jonathan Vodders. Thanks for your continued support. Um, if Vodders, <laughs> uh, you want to go over to wide angle podium and become a, uh, subscriber and do uh, donate to the wide angle podium network. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, where, uh, and also email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, or thoughts about American Flyers, mm-hmm. the world's greatest cycling film. Yeah, last and, year uh, uh, we did have an email to answer, which was great. This year, nothing in the inbox. But uh, hopefully next next year we'll have a, a question or two. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, enough of this Sunday stroll. Let's hurt a little. <laughs>